0: Hey, Woodside family, Pastor Chris here. So excited that you've joined me for another edition of The Link. Today, I'm fired up about our conversation. It's all about marriage. Now, marriage is one of those things that helps you to grow up and mature. As one person once said, love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener, and that is true, in particular in the season that we are in right now. Now, we've all heard the stories about the difficulties that a lot of marriages are facing. How do you survive and thrive in a season where we're quarantining at home if you're in a difficult marriage? We also should be aware of the good stories that a lot of people are saying, this has been the best time for us. How do we keep the momentum going even after quarantine is over? Well, today we're going to talk about that and so much more. And I have some friends that have come, some great guests who are going to give us help and hope and information that will be rich for our souls and strengthening for our marriages here at Woodside. Uh, first joining me is Les and Rhonda Morrison. Les and Rhonda are members of our Lake Orion campus. They also help to head up our Heart of Marriage retreats at our lodge. Many of you have attended those. And Les is also a licensed clinical therapist at Insight Counseling Center. So grateful to have Les and Rhonda with us today. And good friends, Jim and Kelly McClellan are with us. Jim is a longtime Troy elder at Woodside and Kelly helps to oversee our staff care ministry, but they also have invested decades of their life to strengthening marriages throughout the Woodside family. Today, we're gonna to have a great conversation. We hope it's a blessing to you. Well, Les Rhonda, Jim and Kelly, I am so grateful that you guys have joined me today and I'm so grateful for how you have served the Woodside family. I'll start with you, Jim and, uh, and Kelly. Let's talk about your passion for marriage. I mean, you guys have been encouraging marriages at Woodside for decades now. Talk about that passion that started with Pastor Doug and Carolyn and even continues today.
1: I mean, I think it's probably just uh, a. it starts with a love for people and uh, we love people and obviously marriage is a great route to be able to meet people and help meet needs and so um, marriage to us is just kind of a vehicle to reach out and encourage people help them grow in Christ and uh, growing their love for each other I love it Kelly what about you
2: Sure. Uh, Just like Jim said, you know, we really enjoy being around people, and we like doing journey with them. Um, You, you know, Jimmy and I don't often use the word mentoring. It's just doing life together uh, along the way, having conversation with them, and opening our home, um, going places with them, sharing a meal, and just uh, sharing life together, all lumps and bumps, and. You know, scripture says iron sharpens iron. And what is that like in in our daily lives? So, yeah, that's just what we do. Come along with us and journey.
0: Well, you know, what's out is blessed because of people like you and because of your commitment uh, to marriages. It could be said, though, Jim and Kelly, that marriage is the toughest job you'll ever love. It is not (laughs) easy. And it is a full team, high contact sport. And so, if you're going to win, you got to bring along friends. And along the way, You have brought along Les and Rhonda to really bless a lot of couples. And Les and Rhonda, you guys have been such an encouragement. Uh, Les, can you just kind of share a little bit about the heart of marriage for uh, our church family that may not have experienced it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, The heart of marriage is actually an acronym for five things that Rhonda and I discovered in our journey so far, 35 years that uh, we feel like these, probably among many other things, but for sure these things are really important to having a very fulfilling marriage. So we talk about honor, how to put each other first and to really honor the relationship above all other relationships. Um, We talk about expectations. A lot of couples have a lot of fights over needs and longings that are not being met. So we talk about how do you communicate that with each other? How do you accept what the other one's offering and trying to do? Um, And then A is about attachment. Um, I get a little clinical in that session because I talk about the attachment theory and how our relationship with our parents impacts our current marital relationship and kind of the relational style that we have formed through our upbringing and what we've brought into our adult life and how we need as a couple to have an attachment relationship. Mm -hmm. And then R is for repair. Um, It's very important when we injure one another because we do, ruptures are gonna happen. How do we work at repairing that? How do we reconcile it with repentance and forgiveness? And then T is our favorite session because we get to do a little cheerleading. T stands for tenacity. And we really believe within us in our marriage as well as ones that are really fulfilling, there has to be a spirit of of tenacity, like a bulldog of determination. That We're gonna do whatever it takes. We're gonna do it for as long as it takes to make our marriage better. So that's kind of what we do in that Friday through Sunday morning,
0: retreat setting you know sadly a lot of couples have never gotten that type of coaching that two minute overview may be the most counseling that a lot of couples have received so i want you if you could rhonda for me let's go in the way way back machine for just a moment to 1985 and you are marrying this guy sitting right next to you um he talks about honor what have you learned over the years? about that? And how have you grown in just the H in uh, the acronym heart?
4: In the honor. Well, you know, uh, we started out very much with a solid friendship, but I would say that when we got married, he was very good at honoring me, which made it easy for me to honor him and we were in ministry then. um, But he, he would listen to me. He would, esteem me. And that always makes it easy to reciprocate that. But what I've learned is no matter what I am to honor him as my husband. And I try to do that. And I what I've learned in that is men need to hear that. And sometimes I think it a lot, but the words don't come out. And he needs to hear the words. So I work at trying daily to encourage, to say, I really appreciate you doing that. You are working so hard, whatever it is that I see, to honor him.
0: Um, I love it. it. You know, Rhonda, uh, when you just said men need to hear that, just know that men across America just said a big amen (laughs) and hallelujah. Uh, It is always good to get uh, some cheerleading. Uh, after you have tried your best as a husband. So that's that's awesome. But, you know, the fact is, uh, Jim and Kelly, a lot of marriages are not doing well at honoring one another. And let's be honest, uh, even to get marriages through uh, the course of our marriage, we'll have uh, seasons where we do well and seasons we don't do well. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. There's a lot of marriages that are struggling and hurting right now what have you learned over the years about surviving difficult seasons? Mm -hmm. Um, Even now, when I think about the quarantine, there's so many that are like, man, this is a tough, tough season. If you already had issues, those issues are only amplified. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe I'll start with you, Kelly, and then Jim, if you had to think of maybe a lesson or two that you've learned about, how do you survive those difficult seasons? uh, What would you say to couples?
2: Sure, absolutely um first of all it will get better it truly really will and i've learned from experience that um the situation doesn't define who i am who defines me it's it's my savior my savior is jesus christ he defines me um the book of ephesians defines that and and that's my identity in christ so I know who I am and I know whose I am. And um I'm God's spiral. And so I know that when I am vertical, that's good. It's my relationship with with my Lord every day. It's me and Him. Um and what how does that play out? It plays out this way. Yeah. When I am on it this way, I'm on it this way. That's good. I'll, so that that's my bread and butter. That um, that plays out if if I am in right relationship with with Abba Father, then I can do this. And then when when the hardships come, then I've got my partner, I've got my teammate, yeah. and um, it makes those hardships um, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then second of all. I'm not Jim's Holy Spirit. I'm not, mm. um, and um, that—that's my grid of grace and truth over him and the two of us. That's—that's important that's so awesome to me. Um, I live that, and I—I um, I think the best of him in the hard situations because God thinks the best of me. Mm. He thinks the best of me that—that that He gave His Son.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's that's again, that's my grid of grace and truth. And that has made those hard situations um in our path, in our marriage, so doable.
0: That's good.
2: And and it, it's gonna get better. It I mean, it's gotten better every moment of, of our lives. And and there's the hard times. Honestly, y'all, we've been able to laugh about it because we do know it sounds cliche, but joy does come in the morning. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah.
1: Jim? Yeah, I think one thing for me, I've always, I look at Kelly, and I think we even talk about this with Les, you know, Kelly is a good and honorable person. Even when I get upset with her, or she's upset with me, <laughs> um, you know, I've got to remember that perspective. Uh, and so often, like when we're going through a difficult time, it, it's, it's not her, it's, it's not me, it's, Maybe we're not feeling well, or I'm not feeling well, or I'm stressed out with work. It's 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 not her. It's it's not me. It's it's some of these circumstances. We've got to remember that. Uh, that again. That each good and honorable people. We want uh, a healthy marriage. And yeah. I mean, the rough times are when we're both in those doldrums, so to speak, you know, and that makes for the for the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank goodness uh, that doesn't happen. Hopefully one of us is is uh, in a good place. Uh, and the other thing is, I guess, just realizing my role as a follower of Christ, we're a work in process. Mm-hmm. Jesus is working on us. Uh, it's it's a process of growing more like him. And I always feel my role, Kelly always feels her role, is to come alongside uh, the what the Lord's doing in my life and to help me to grow to be more like him. My role as a husband to Kelly is to help her to become more like him. And so I guess some of it's just kind of keeping that perspective in the difficult times. Yeah, I
0: love what you're saying, Jimmy Kelly, because... As I listen to you, I think about going back to the question of what is the purpose of marriage? What has God called us to to be on his behalf to our spouses? Staying in a fight together, that tenacity that uh, Les and Rhonda have spoken about. But you guys forgot something. As you were giving advice, you forgot the whole big goal of fixing each other, right? That, (laughs) That has to be the goal, right? To try to fix your spouse. You That's guys kind a- of missed that. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I think that you are right. I love it, Kelly. That if you, if you got the vertical going, the horizontal can work. But Les around Rhonda, Jim said something that I think should not be overlooked, and that is he starts with the assumption that he's married to an honorable and good spouse. Um, some people can't live under that assumption. Uh, some people are listening to us right now and they're saying, man, my spouse is a, an abusive person, verbally maybe, physically maybe. Uh, my spouse has dishonored me through affairs. Uh, maybe they have not shown love or affirmation. Some people are questioning whether or not their spouse is a good person. And now, less they get the joy of quarantining together mm-hmm. at home 24 hours a day. Um, I'll start with Les and then Rhonda, you can uh, share as well. What do you say to those who maybe don't feel like they're married to an honorable person about how to survive during this season?
3: (laughs) I mean, one of the first things that came to my mind was you've got to be honorable to yourself and make sure you're safe and make sure you are healthy and not allow yourself to be abused. So that's one thing for sure. Um, but, um, I believe that the Bible is true when it says that we all are created in the image of God. And so there is something about each one of us that reflects the image of God. We can't help it. So even though our spouse may not be a godly person, maybe they're not a God surrendered person, maybe they're not a God follower, but that doesn't negate the, the concept that's true, that they are formed in God's image. So what that means is that every person that I meet, they reflect something about God. They reflect some character of him or some part of his image to me. And so there's going to be something when I meet a person that I'm going to experience about God. Maybe it's something I've already experienced about him. Maybe it's something new and fresh. And that's definitely true in a relationship with a marriage. There's a part of God that I have yet to experience or have experienced through Rhonda and the relationship I have with her and vice versa. So even if the spouse isn't being honorable and godly, still within their makeup, the way they're designed, there is something godly about them. And sometimes it takes us to really focus on that and say, what is it about my spouse that reflects the image of God? What is it that I know about God that I've experienced through my spouse?
0: Yes. You know, I love what you're saying because it reminds me, uh, less that marriage is a ministry. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of getting married uh, from a self-centered perspective and just thinking that somehow my spouse is going to fulfill every longing within my heart or uh, satisfy every deficit within me. And yeah. I love even going back to what Jim and Kelly said uh, in, in their whole perspective of what do I need to be for my spouse? What has Christ called me to be in serving my spouse? Rhonda, uh, what would you uh, add to uh, your husband's observations about being in a marriage with a difficult person?
4: Well, I think kind of like Kelly started off with, um, you first, you have to be safe and protected, but it's, it's about you and your relationship with God again. And um, if your spouse is being difficult to get along with, I think unless and I've kind of caught on to this little phrase of flip the script in your mind and to survive. If you're having a difficult time in your home and it first goes back to you and God, you have to get your strength and your foundation right there or you have nothing to give. We talk in our retreat about we're all empty. We're all leaky buckets. Mm -hmm. Our spouse is not the well. We can't go to the spouse to get. Filled up. We go to God for that, and nobody else. But in that, then flip the script in your mind because our mind is the battlefield, mm-hmm. and so Satan's going to attack. So when you're having a hard time and you're stuck in the home with your spouse and it's not going well, um, I would encourage people to get alone time with God first, and then try to flip that script in your mind to the from the negative mm-hmm. to the positive,
2: yes. and
4: take on a new job of being a CEO and if it's a healthy marriage, both spouses need to do this, but you can do it even if your spouse isn't a CEO, chief encouraging officer. I love that. That's your job. You're gonna encourage your spouse no matter what, no matter how they act, you don't answer for your spouse, you answer for you, right? Mm -hmm. So be the CEO for your spouse and that can turn the atmosphere in the home totally around.
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, if you can't be the CEO, be the CIO, Chief Intercessory Officer too. Great <laughs> for your spouse. Yes. As you as you uh, try to work through. It. I love your perspective, and again, it goes back to Christ. Let me just give a plug really quickly though for our group's ministry. I know one of the things that's been a blessing to my marriage, Jim and Kelly, uh, for Yodi and I, is being around other couples by uh, taking this journey together. You know, Jim, you talk about not being down at the same time. One of your hopes is that um, you guys won't be down at the same time. But, you know, there will be seasons. I know when my wife and I, uh, when our son passed away, I mean, we were both pretty tore up. I mean, pretty devastated. But, man, the couples that are in our lives showed up at our home, uh, some without permission, just because they know us. And, you know, those are the best friends that don't ask for permission. Sometimes they show up at your doorstep. And I'm just going to be here and love on you. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me just say, we all need to have other couples that we're doing life together with. I I do believe that successful marriages, uh, to have one, is a team sport. You really need the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you need other good and godly people around you. All right, let's, uh, as Rhonda uh, encouraged, let's flip the script, right? Everybody's not struggling right now. Some people are actually happy that they get to work from home. I know I am. Uh, My wife's my best friend, and I get to hang out with her and these crazy little kids of ours that are just south of Perfect. Uh, I get a chance to hang out with them as well. But talk a little bit, Jim and Kelly, about maintaining joy. What have you learned over the years about laughter and joy and how to cultivate that in your marriage? Because, Kelly, you've been smiling since we started, so you had to have learned something along the way
2: uh you know, I, I I do choose joy. Um, I do. I, I think I'm more of a joyful person um, in personality. Um at at maybe some not so serious moments and some serious moments. Um I, I don't know. I think I've always been drawn to Jim um because he makes me laugh. Uh he he definitely <laughs> is more of the goofier personality. There you go. But um, I had a mentor many, many years ago say to me, uh, don't major on the minor. And uh, it was uh, a lady by the name of Betty Dyke um, back Mm -hmm. in Troy Baptist days. And so she really taught me how to not major on the minor. And that's gotten me through a lot of life situations. Uh, I let the Lord. Major on the major.
0: <laughs> that's good.
2: And that really is great perspective for me. You know what? He's got my battles. And, yeah. um, And Jim has my battles as well. And that's, that's
4: good.
2: It's headship over our marriage. And I know I can go to him. I can go to him. But um, yeah, I think we have a lot of fun in our marriage. And um, we know what perspective is. And I think being at home, uh, Jim does go to work every day. Um, he's essential. And so mm-hmm. I, and I, um, did you
0: say thank you? That was a compliment. That was a
2: compliment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's an encouragement. Good to yeah, know, know you're essential. It's tough to be non <laughs> essential.
2: Jimmy Max essential. But
0: Kelly, I, I love Kelly that you said choose joy. Because I think for a lot of us, we feel like joy is externally determined, right? That joy is going to be based off of uh, where I work or our financial situation or my spouse's mood today. Uh, We have power over that. You know, I think of uh, Philippians chapter four, where we're instructed by the Apostle Paul to think on these things, to uh, choose our perspective and our thoughts, and so we can wake up in the morning and make a decision that that I'm going to bring joy to the party. Uh, marriage is a potluck, and the dish I'm bringing today is uh, is joy. Uh, Jim, I love being around you. I know Kelly is right when she says you bring joy into the room. I know every time we're together, uh, you encourage me. Uh, that's one of the gifts that you have. But what what would you advise husbands about? Uh, ways that they can just kind of cultivate joy in their home and their marriage
1: so what, what, one verse that or a passage of scripture that I really love and uh, it's not in the formal sense but deuteronomy chapter six mm-hmm. uh, Kelly, just when we spend our time together when we're when we're at home when we're along the way uh when we rise up when we lie down um we just talk about sometimes God's goodness. And mm-hmm. when we share, we talk about life uh, informally. Uh, you know, through this, we talk about where we can pray for mm-hmm. each other, struggles. And uh, so we talk about the difficult things. We talk about the positive things. Uh, so much, we spent so much time together and we just are constantly sharing where God has shown up and shown little glimpses of his glory mm-hmm. in our lives and, and lives of others and friends and and people we know. And so um, it's, it's hard to nail it down, but it's just having that perspective, that informal perspective uh, that, you know, that's talked about in, in Deuteronomy chapter six.
0: I love that, Jim. You know, one of the bits of advice that my wife and I got along the way in our marriage was that it's good, uh, maybe once a day to just cut out all the noise and to, uh, look into one another's eyes, to rehearse the goodness of God and to share with one another, uh, something we appreciate about the other, something we've seen, uh, the other do that really was a blessing. And I think that, uh, Rhonda said it earlier. So often we carry these thoughts in our minds, these, uh, affirmations of our spouse and our minds, but we need to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. We need to articula- articulate it. And yes, rehearsing the goodness of God mm-hmm. helps to keep you joyful. It's hard to be sad and thankful at the same time. You know, uh, Rhonda, I would love for you to comment. You are a nurse by profession, 30 years of experience, mostly in mental health areas. Um, when I talk about joy, I don't want to be dismissed. Of those who, it's a real uh, struggle because maybe they have diagnosed depression or uh, bipolar disorder. Uh, maybe they're dealing with other uh, realities that are uh, very much real. Um, mental health issues, uh, Ron and Les, uh, can flare up when you're quarantining at home, like they, uh, like we all are right now. What advice or encouragement would you give to those who maybe? Are living with a spouse that's dealing with uh, legitimate mental health issues, but trying their best.
4: Yeah, that that can definitely be a difficult time. So, for the person, for both of them, I think, um, for the person who's struggling with the mental health issue, they they need to focus on their self care and take care of themselves. But not get so inward focused that they, I mean, that can take you down to a pit. Just being, if you're, if you have a tendency toward depression and you focus on that, your thoughts can very much play a part in that. So I think it's important that they work on those positive thoughts and scripture and choosing joy, like you were saying. Um, For the spouse that's dealing with it, it's almost the same thing. You need to do self-care and be as gentle and encouraging as you can to your spouse who's struggling um at the same time not feeding something that can go get worse
0: that's good
3: yeah i would add to that that not only i echo the self-care practices are very critical um but chris i've found along the way that um, sometimes we're in life-sucking situations crisis situations and when we're in that we need exponential amounts of God-giving, um, life-giving resources. And, and I found along the way, there are three of them. I call them the three Ps. There's people, passion, and purpose. And it's, it's something where we need to intentionally be around people, as you were mentioning, who when we're around them, we feel more alive. And so it's really important to reach out and have contact and interact with people that really know us, care about us, love us. And to be that kind of person for our spouse. But we also need to do things that upon doing it, we feel more alive. There you know, could be a host of things that whatever we do for us individually that makes us feel more alive, that we need to do that. I mean, for me, I could go to a coffee house. I used to like to caribou coffees, and now they're all closed down.
4: Um,
3: but, uh, yeah, now we're quarantined. But... Uh, You know, go there and sip a cup of coffee for 20 minutes and people watch or journal. And after 20 minutes, I just felt more alive Mm -hmm. or listening to some praise worship or whatever it could be. We all could come up with probably a couple dozen things. We need to engage in those life-giving activities. But then also, as Rhonda mentioned, purpose. We need to reach beyond ourselves. We need to do something transcendent. We need to find a way to encourage other people. And that can be little things. We notice somebody's down, give them a call, send them a card. Um, If we know somebody's without a meal or they're hurting financially through this time, is there some part of our resources that we could give to them? And then when we do that, that's part of being God to them. And I believe God breathes life into us when we do those things that are greater than us, bigger than us, something other than us.
0: You know what? I love it. And, you know, you may not be able to go to Caribou, but you can get the coffee and go to your car. Yes. Open up that sunroof on your car. Yes. And uh, that becomes uh, that becomes your cafe for the yes. next 20, 30 minutes. So, yes. uh But, yeah, I love those three Ps. All right, guys, rapid-fire round as we kind of land the plane right now. Uh, Kelly and Jim, just say a quick word to young couples uh, who have children at home. You remember those days when it wasn't just uh, empty nest season, but you got the little kids running around keeping you busy. My wife and I are living through it right now. So what encouragement do you give uh, quickly to young couples about prioritizing your marriage when you got munchkins at your knees?
2: (laughs) All right, here we go. Put those cell phones down in a drawer, put them away, put those babies to bed, at the same time every day, and look into each other's eyes and talk. That's good. You have to. You've got to invest today or tomorrow.
0: I love it. You know, we're going to have to do a whole nother session on cell phone uh, issues. Just uh, How do you relate to your mobile devices? I love it. Put the cell phones in a drawer. That that is great. All right. Here's the thing, uh, Rhonda, Rhonda, and uh, Les. I would love for you to just give a quick word of encouragement uh, to marriages about being a mentor uh, or pouring into other marriages. Why is that such a high calling? And and uh, maybe uh, encourage some couples towards that. Les.
3: You know, Chris, thank you for asking that, because for me, why we do what we do with our retreats, why we why I do what I do as a marriage counselor isn't about helping couples resolve conflict. Yes, I help them look at how to resolve conflict. It's not just about helping them communicate better, which actually resolves. I mean, the best way to communicate, the most important thing is listening and understanding one another. So it's important for me to help people know how to communicate with each other. But those are the things that don't matter as much to me as one big thing. And that is when I look at the big picture, when I look at living life in God's story, that when I'm working with another couple, I'm not just helping them with conflict resolution or communication. I'm really helping them live out their story in the middle of God's story. That there's something about their story that's going to have a testimony, that's going to be a picture of God's love. Um, displayed between the two of them. That's what Ephesians 5 describes. Um, Ephesians 6 describes is this love between the husband and wife is really a portrayal of God's love relationship with us. That's right. to love each other as Christ loves. And, and beyond that, I know that when we're working with couples, when I'm working with a couple in my office, I'm not just working with that couple. I've got their children in the office. I've got their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I've got their aunts and uncles and neighbors and friends. Literally, they're not in my office, but they are in my mind because I know that marriage has the potential of impacting so many other families and individuals and couples. And so yeah. just to keep that in mind, the big story of God and us living out our individual stories and our marriage story in the middle of God's story.
0: Yeah, I think it's true that if you want to change the world, pour into a marriage, pour into a family because... That's one of the great ways that we change the world uh, for Jesus. Well, uh, Jim, this has been awesome. Can you pray for marriages? Can you just close us uh, with a quick word of prayer for marriages, not only throughout Woodside, but even beyond as friends watch this uh, time and conversation with us?
1: Dear Heavenly Father, I I just thank you for uh, this time that we can uh, share what you've put on our heart with regards to marriage and, and, um, we know that you're the creator of marriage and, um, we look to you as individuals that we, um, strengthen our relationships with you. And as our relationships are strengthened with you, uh, they're strengthened with our spouses. Uh, we know too, in your design for marriage that, uh, you don't want us to be married for the sake of marriage, but that you've got a plan for each and every one of us in our marriage, and that's uh, uh, to impact the kingdom. And I just ask that you would uh, show couples how, again, they can be used uh, for your honor and your glory. I ask for protection on so many marriages uh, in the church, outside of the church. Uh, just. To protect those against the attacks of Satan, uh, against uh, our our hearts and our selfish hearts, uh, protect those marriages, help them grow, help them to flourish, uh, and and just be abundant. And we pray for those who might be struggling right now, in particular. Um, may they just uh, seek you. May they seek out others to come alongside them. Uh, to get the help they need. It's uh, it's nothing to be shamed of, nothing to be surprised of. Uh, the Bible warns us this with regards to marriage. And so uh, may those who need help seek help. Uh, we thank you again for this opportunity. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen.
0: Well, guys, you are a huge blessing to my heart, to the families of Woodside. Thank you, Les and Rhonda. Uh, For what you do, Uh, thanks for the great work of the Heart of Marriage and Insight Counseling Center. Such a blessing to have you guys on. Jim and Kelly, you rock. You guys are amazing. So uh, encouraged by you guys. And uh, I so appreciate it. Thanks for joining me on The Link.
2: Thank 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 you. Thank you.
0: Well, that family, I hope that was a blessing to you. And through it all, as we laugh, as we had our serious moments, what we know is that marriage is a journey. And if you're going to succeed, it takes a team. And so that's why I wanted to bring on Les and Rhonda and Jim and Kelly to talk from their years of experience of walking with God and walking in marriage together. No matter where you find yourself in a marital journey, just know that if you look to Jesus, there is hope. We want to make sure that we're helping you. And so that's why we have dedicated staff at each of our Woodside campuses to support your family. So if you find that your family, your marriage needs encouragement in this season, why don't you call your campus pastor? They'll get you connected to the right person. Also, we have a long list of a network of counselors that we have vetted just for you to make sure that you can get that counseling help and support you need. In particular, we will have the information you need to get in contact with Les and Rhonda at Insight Counseling Center. Folks, I'm so grateful we've had this time together. Just know we're praying for your marriages. And remember, at Woodside, we are family. God bless and have a great day.